Welcome to Leadership Reflections, a collection of leadership podcasts by me, Barry Dorr. Today, the podcast is entitled Never Too Young to Begin, Seven Habits in Schools. But I'm not on my own, which is just wonderful, because here with me today is my daughter, Lindsay, who is visiting from Australia. Uh, hi, Lindsay. Hello. It's just brilliant you're here. It's so good. It's wonderful. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. After listening to so many of these podcasts, I'm so excited that I get to be on one. To be on one, yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. So, most of you will know I'm a massive fan of Stephen Covey's Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I attended the program 22 years ago, 2001. It really was impactful on me. I don't want to overemphasize it, but it led, exaggerate it, but it led me to becoming a better person living with far more purpose, and it also grounded me in the principles of effectiveness that I've taught and shared so often since. I even went to work for Franklin Covey as an associate facilitator when I first started working myself, maybe from 2003 to about 2008. So I taught the Seven Habits program myself um, many, many times. I saw the impact it had. I was, with, given my age away that I'm old, I was actually 45 when I first came across it. I just wish I'd known it years and years ago, earlier before that. So yesterday I'm chatting to, to um, Lindsay about my granddaughter Amy's school in Australia and suddenly Lindsay tells me they learned the seven habits in a primary school <laughs> and applied in all aspects of school life. Amazing. I thought, wow, this is great. I have to know more. I did some research. Uh, apparently the seven habits was introduced into Australia for schools, for school children about 10 years ago and is used in a lot of schools. So just remind me, um, I should know this, how old is that? Well, tell everybody how old Emmy is, Lindsay. <laughs> And um, when did you first hear about it? Yeah, um, well, Grandad, you definitely know this. She's just turned six. Um, so, she's, yeah. <laughs> so she's just um, actually started, well, she's at the end of the first term of her second year at school. So she's just turned six. She started when she was four. Um, and she's at this lovely little school called Seaford Primary School. And when we were looking to sort of settle down and buy a house, we uh, were about an, an hour outside of Melbourne and we stumbled across Seaford and did a tour of the school. And that was one of the driving factors that led us to move down there. It really is the most gorgeous school. I love the fact that all the teachers, the principal, they know every kid's name. I just think it's so important. Um, and when we were doing the tour, we came out into this uh, communal library area and there's this huge poster on the wall, um, which just says seven habits of highly effective children with all these illustrations and the habits. And of course, some of them, which I recognized and I just couldn't believe it. I was blown away. I thought, oh, wow. I need, firstly, I need to take a photo because I need to send this to dad because he will just be mm. like, wow. Um, and then I asked the teacher, you know, to explain a bit more about it Um and she said that they, they basically have this, uh, the Leader in Me program, which is what you've talked about, they introduced into schools, and they follow the seven, ha seven habits. Um, they're, they're basically just guided by them throughout their time at the school, and it just 
um, it helps them to you know truly understand and appreciate the impact that their behavior has on others and, and what it means um, and that they leave when they have a foundation to carry that on with them to become leaders in the rest of their education in the world. I just think it's uh, brilliant. I just want to make clear to um, listeners to the podcast that um, when you're growing up, I didn't present the seven habits to you every day. Oh, no. <laughs> seven habits before breakfast. No, I don't think I've ever, well, not fully understood them until now that Emmy's actually going through them, which well. is, yeah, it's, it's great. It's um, It blows your mind a little bit when a four-year-old comes home from school and tells you she's been proactive. That definitely wasn't a word in my vocabulary at four years old. I love it. I love it. I mean, the, the, the talking proactive, be proactive, the, the habits, the seven habits do have, not, I'm not saying grown-up names, so they, they, they might be names that don't easily translate for children. I mean, do children use the same uh, titles? Is it be proactive and put first things first, etc., or do they simplify them down? Yeah, they, they are loosely framed around them, but they do simplify them down, um, you know, as you can understand, to make it easier for the children, but they definitely have the same... Uh, you know, overall meanings. They mm. just make them simpler for the children to understand, which is lovely. Uh, and so they're they're introduced to give the children a framework. Um, what do you call it? Leadership first. Leader in me. The leader in me. Yeah. Yeah. To give them a framework for behaving with each other. Yep. Behaving with others. Yep. Their their effectiveness at their work, their their uh, concentration on their work, things like that. That's absolutely it. Yeah. So can we walk through the habits, and you can maybe tell me something about um, the simplified name for it. Or what it's about, and uh, just how anything you know that Emmy's been learning on it, and how yeah, she's definitely. been applying it. I yeah. mean, coming home telling you that she's been proactive today sounds wow. <laughs> it's very cute. <laughs> okay, so be proactive. This is the first habit. This is about uh, choice. Yes, it is. Yeah, and this one is called be proactive. Um, mm. But it, you know the way that they've simplified it for the children, it's it's take responsibility for your choices and your behaviours. And that's an exact um, description for the habits really used for adults as well. Uh, I, I do not. I've never liked the title be proactive. I don't think it says enough because uh, it is a habit about choice. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's it is really great. And like I said, you know, that's that's the first habit. That's the first one they learn, and they're in foundation class. And it could be something so simple, like you know, they've left the carpet after story time, and uh, and this is what Emmy actually got a certificate for being proactive. She tidied up the cushions without being asked. I mean, that's great. So, so they actually give them certificates, do they? Yeah, yeah, they give them out in assembly in front of the whole school, which is just lovely. Um, they get to be very proud of themselves for making good choices. Uh, and that might be a choice to help? Yep, yeah, to, to help, take responsibility, help a friend, um, yeah, all sorts of things. And to think before they act and take responsibility, because yeah. I'm just looking at another uh, simpl simplified description here, and it says, um, take responsibility for your life. Yeah. Choose to act deliberately and take responsibility for your actions. Listen to your language and be proactive rather than reactive. It's great. It really is. Okay, the second habit then is begin with the end in mind. Yeah, and this one, um, the way they simplify this one, and again, you'll be able to tell me how close it is to the original, um, it's think about how you would like something to turn out before you get started. So it's just teaching them to to pause before they rush into things, to think about how they want the end result to turn out. Um, and not just in schoolwork, but you know, in sort of everything that they're trying. And even down to maybe squabbles on the playground and interacting with friends, I think that you mm. know they, they see some of that really channel through. Um, one 
element that they they did sort of over the last year which i love is this exercise called plan do review so they have a sheet of paper and whenever they're starting a project or anything they plan what they're going to do they actually do it and then they come together as a class and they sort of present back to each other and and review what they've done and i just think it's setting emmy up with so many fantastic skills for you know, going going out into the world so think about something you'd like to turn out before you get started. I mean, the joy of this is that's the simplified English of the adult version as well. It's just the same. It's um, beginning with the end in mind is about envisaging the end of something, what it ought to be like before you start it. And it's just, what I love about it is the, the language is applicable. Adults, children, just flows down. And it really must make the children think. And I also love plan, do, review. Now you told me about a tower or something. Oh yeah, one of the um, the gorgeous ones was they um, in their sort of STEAM, which is uh, science, engineering, maths. So they were given the task to um, there's there's a tower, Rapunzel's stuck on top of the tower, and they have to plan how they'll get Rapunzel off the tower. So um, Emmy, you know, straight away went to the fairy tale and she found this string and was knotting it together and knotted it down and that was her plan as well. So she did as she planned. Um, but then they did this whole display of them afterwards and, you know, she was telling me there was some kids, you know, one of them had sort of planned to do a, a catapult to knock the tower and then um, after actually thinking it through, uh, realised, you know, she'll probably get hurt there, so instead did like a slide for her to slide down and, and they go around and they review and, and how you can improve it and make it better and it's just, it's really, really great. Uh, and what's lovely about that is it starts to get the habits working together because we'll come to it later but that's um, about listening for understanding as well. Yeah, definitely, yeah. That's about planning as a team. Got their own ideas for them working as a team to plan how they're going to remove who from, who from the tower? Yeah, uh, Rap Rapunzel. Rapunzel. Rap Rapunzel. <laughs> Really relevant yeah. the story, isn't it? <laughs> no, I mean, just again, I've got here define your mission and goals in life, live with hope and purpose, know what you want before you begin. That's, that's a bit grand, actually. I mean, that's supposed to be a children's description, it's a bit grand. I just love this um, whenever you do something, plan, do a review. And um, think about what you want the end of something to be before you start. Yeah, it's really good. And we do see some of these behaviours start to channel at home as well. No, this, this is key, is isn't it? Yeah, and it's definitely, you know, there's ways that we can encourage her. And, you know, we mm. get this parents leader in me pack and mm. you, you sort of read through it and how you can help. But some of it you just see naturally happening. And there's a few examples as we go on of, of stories at home as well, which is really great. And we come to put first things first. Yeah, put first things first. So their, their sort of simple description for the kids for this one is decide what's most important and do that first. So okay. it's quite simple compared to the others. That's the adult description. Oh, not, fantastic. Well, not, not, not word for word, but that's, what I love about it, as I said before, it doesn't need complicated language. No. But as an adult or child, the language should be simple. Yeah, yeah, it's... um. It is simple for her to understand that one. Uh, not not so uh, so good for her to be able to take it. So we've had a, a very recent example of that, um, which has been you know chatting in class, getting distracted in class, and not getting all the work done. Um, so there was a, a sort of a week at the beginning of this uh, new school year where she would come home and say, all the other kids went outside to play and I had to stay back at lunchtime and I wasn't allowed to go out till I finished my work. And, and you know, my first reaction as a mother is, oh, gosh, like, do I need to go in and find out what's going on and why is she not allowed out to play? Very soon found out it's because she was chatting and distracted. Um, but instead of, you know, just sort of telling the... Um, 
kids are off and um gosh sorry about that that wasn't supposed to happen Lindsay sorry that was an equipment malfunction just proving to you it's not perfect and uh, <laughs> no, on, very, sorry. very much real um no I was just saying um yeah so chatting away getting distracted and I guess instead of sort of disciplining them and saying oh you have to stay in and you can't go out and finish your work they sort of explain it to them in the way of the habit put first things first so it's important to finish your work and that's your first job that you need to get done and then you can go out and play so you know but then enforcing it with not letting her go out and play we sort of had two or three days and then by the end of the week she wasn't chatting she wasn't distracted she was working really hard to get her work finished and, and actually came home just so happy with herself that you know by the friday i was allowed to go out for the whole of lunchtime because i got all my work done i put first things first and i just says that, it. yes oh, it's brilliant no it, it really is it really is it's just about saying what am i as it is with the adult one what are my most important things as you say make sure i do them first which is properly and so the, it works very well with work um it says it works smarter not harder mm-hmm. which i think yeah. is really good as well make the most of your time by prioritizing yeah it makes so much sense it really does yeah so the, in the seven habits those first three habits are the kind of inner circle habits they're the ones um inside you that you practice by yourself now come the ones where you work with other people to really make them work. And the first one is think win-win. Yeah. Yeah, and the think win-win um, is basically, you know, getting the children to understand that everyone can win. It's not me, it's not you, it's both of us. And this is this is a brilliant one. And this is one we have seen really translate into home. So Emmy has a little brother, Teddy, and there'll be times when... Who's cute, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, very cute. <laughs> um, you know, there'll be times when she wants to do something and he doesn't want to do something, or she'll take a toy and, and he wants to play with it. And oh gosh, you can imagine the kind of squabbles that start. But, you know, Emmy herself at times will stop and say, Okay, Teddy, how can we turn this into a think win win situation? She actually says that. And it's it, like it's funny when you hear kids say it and you just think, oh God. <laughs> but like it, it, it's wonderful, it works. Um, you know, she'll say, how about we go and find another toy for you to play with? Or how about we leave this and we go and do something we can both do together? And you can just tell that this is something that has really started to be, mm. you know, taught to them and guided to them at school. And they actually, on the school grounds, have this think win win sand pit, right. which, you know, I like to think that kids are having a bit of a squabble in the playground and they throw them into it to work it out together. It probably doesn't quite work that way, mm. but I think that that's the, you know, there's a space for them to go if they want to sit and talk it out. It's exactly what thinking win-win is about. Yeah. You really work out what would be a, a win for you and a win for the other party. And it sounds a bit corny, doesn't it, to give it to children. A child come out saying, how do we get a think win-win yeah. outcome here, Teddy? But it's not. It's not because it's teaching them simple principles of the best way to behave to get the most out of a relationship Yeah, with and, people. And it, it, yeah, it, it's really good and it works really well. And, you know, it makes our job easier as parents as well. It, it certainly does. Um, build successful relationships with others by finding a solution that works for all. I mean, that's the words on here, and it just says the same thing, really. Okay. Ah, oh, now I love this one. This is the um, listening habit. This is seek first to understand, then to be understood. Yeah, so um, what they basically say here is um, tell the children it, it's better to listen first and talk second, uh, which it, it's so simple, but it's so effective when um you know they're they're talking to their friends in the playground or talking to us at home and it's just it's almost teaching them into that 
uh, have that pause before you react to something mm. and, and back, listening. Back to yeah, back to being proactive, but that listening is just just as effective as a mm. tool of communication as talking is. And how many times do we say the kids, the kids never listen to me? Oh, how many times do we tell her to switch on her listening ears? <laughs> yeah, but it works both ways, of course, because how long, how often do we find ourselves not listening to our children? Yeah, yeah. Actually, the habits would have worked well for us as well for that regard. Oh, absolutely. Just being held to account by a six-year-old. Yeah, and it, it's really good, actually. There's a bit on, um, on it here. It says, very simply put, we have two ears and one mouth so that we can spend more time listening um, with the intent to understand. And that's the key bit of this habit, it's with the yeah. intent to understand. Love it. I mean, that, that one really would work well in this, for yeah. the children, I'm sure. The sixth habit, synergize. It's, uh, it's actually quite hard to explain synergize to adults sometimes, but I, I think it's been broken down really simply under this material. Yeah, it's, um, it, this is probably the most difficult one to understand. Like you mm. said, it, this one's a bit more worded than the others. But um, the way that they teach it to the children is when two or more people work together to create a better outcome, a better solution mm. than what you would have got on your own. Um, so it's not your way, it's not my way, but we've come together to find a better way overall. You should be teaching this to adults. Yeah. <laughs> you, you've absolutely, oh my goodness. You've absolutely got this. Absolutely. This is, it's synergize. Again, when you do break it down, it's very simple. It's the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. And it says that you bring in the other habits now. Covey called this the fruit of his seven habits. And you say that if you um, are really willing to begin with the end in mind, to work out where you want to get to, to think win-win, to listen to each other, and come together as a team with a clear objective teams working together can really achieve so so much yeah really can and um there's there's a really great example that they use um to teach the children this which occurs in nature Mm. um and this is something that you know emmy came home telling us all about it um and it's it's when a flock of geese fly south for the winter Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if one goose flies on its own, it'd make it, but, you know, it, well, it might not make it. It'd take a lot longer. But they fly together, and they don't just fly together. They fly in a V formation, mm-hmm. and that is, um, you know, the optimum way for them to fly. They can fly further that way than if they each flew alone or if they flew in another random pattern. Um, and that's the way that they're teaching it to the kids Um and there's been some wonderful examples in the classroom of the way that they've synergized. Um, for example, there was one child who wanted to find out in building blocks how tall they were, but making a tower and it kept falling over. So another child comes along and says, OK, well, you lie down on the floor and I'll put the blocks next to you. This is how tall you are. Now, how, t- how tall am I? And then another child comes over. Well, you lie next to them and, and I'll carry on the chain. And then all of a sudden they had this whole chain around the classroom to mm. find out, you know, they're all working together. Somebody's getting up and helping this person. It was just a mm. lovely story. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's, it's an ideal example of what it's about. It's just yeah. great. Okay, and the final one, well, I, I guess this, this is one which is more straightforward, which is sharpen the saw. Yeah, sharpen the saw. Um, basically, having balance in your life is the way that they um, teach it to the children. Um, and the way that Emmy comes home and tells us is, you know, she'll do colouring, mindfulness, yoga, um, making sure that she takes care of herself mm. just as much as she's doing her work or mm. playing and, you know, just having that balance and always making sure that her body, her brain, her heart, her soul... That mm. she takes care of each of those parts equally. And tell 
And again, it's a bit corny, but tell people about the bike ride. Oh, this is so cute. Um, so <laughs> they're off in the school holidays, Emmy with her little best friend on a bike ride, and uh, Dan, my husband, cycling behind them, and all he can overhear is this conversation. And um, Emmy saying, oh, Lily, look at the flowers, aren't they beautiful? And Lily replies, Emmy... We are sharpening the saw here. <laughs> Look at this nature. Isn't this wonderful? <laughs> you know. Oh my gosh. Dan's behind, like, snickering a little bit. But, like, you know, we're just blown away, mm. really, because you yeah. never expect this to come out of the mouth of a five-year-old. Oh, no matter what, sometimes you might think it's a bit corny, but it's not. It's some real grounding yeah. in the best way to behave with others, the best way to look after yourself, the best way to get things done it really is and you cannot be learn this too young in my view no not at all and if she can take even half of the things that she learns and, mm. and you know it started off quite simple as they go through the school at Seaford Primary they um, they learn them in a bit more detail apply them in different ways mm. it's a school that is really built on leadership which we mm. love you know they'll have assemblies and the kids present it's mm. um the kids make decisions they have lighthouse leaders who come together from every class to decide on fundraising projects for the school it's just so lovely but if she can take some of these principles and take them on into the next education out into the world like mm. she's just going to be set up so well and they have some awards at school don't they around the seven habits yeah, so these are the certificates that they give out in the assembly and, mm. um, you know, children will, will get called up and um, get presented a certificate at the end of the week of how they've demonstrated that habit particularly well. And, and she's won a few so far, which is really lovely. It's a fabulous framework. I'm just so brilliant they're being taught it. Yeah, me too, definitely. Thank you, Lindsay. I really appreciate joining me today. I think that's really, really fascinating. I really, really enjoyed being here. Thank you. This was a Leadership Reflections Collection podcast by me, Barry Dorr, and I'll see you very soon. Bye-bye.